It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. We are in Del Rio, Texas, Base Camp Alpha, here with Operation Lone Star, and we are heading to McAllen tonight. We'll be doing the show from that city tomorrow. Benson at the border here with my team at townhall.com. Katie Pavlich was here earlier, Julio Rosas as well. Uh, They've both been down here. Katie in Arizona, Julio many times on both sides of this border doing his reporting. I have never been on a reporting trip, as I said at the top of the show. I've been to a border city, El Paso. That was for a college football game, so doesn't really count. Not the same context. And it has been definitely instructive and extremely frustrating. But I'm also grateful to have this opportunity. I think it will enhance my ability moving forward to talk about these issues more intelligently, having seen some of this stuff for myself. And we're very grateful to the state of Texas for including us down here and giving us so much access. And we've talked on and off throughout the show about the experiences thus far. But I know producer Christine always has more questions. And so we bring in now Curious Christine here on the home stretch. Christine, I know that you wish you were down here with us, and we all do too, trust me. But from New York, what are your curiosities? Is that really true you wish I was down there? You know, I'm in a good mood, and I'm going to say yes. Would you have let me? I can't me, speak for everyone. Would you I can't have let me go everyone. on any of the uh, ex, like the trip with you? Like some of these, like excursions. Mm-hmm. I don't think you are cut out for some of this stuff. What? Just sort of like a panicky person. <laughs> um, like I feel like there would be just like a, even a slight hint of tension, mm-hmm. and you would just be like out of your mind. You'd go like running into the brush and get bitten by a rattlesnake or something. It just, it, it's not your scene. <laughs> you know I'm your producer, right? Like your head producer. I know. <laughs> you have to think about that every day, don't you? <laughs> uh, so what about the travel just to get where you are? I know uh, the mask mandate on planes has been lifted. Yeah. What yes. was that like? Was that the first time you actually flew without having to wear a mask for the past two years? Yeah, it was the first time that I flew unmasked for a very long time. I was actually thinking there's a chance. I'm trying to even remember. You recall when I went with Robert O'Brien to France in the middle of the pandemic? Like, I believe right around Bastille Day in July 2020. I went with him representing the Trump administration. I was there, of course, with part of the press corps, the traveling press corps. I don't remember if we had to wear masks on those flights at that time maybe i can't really remember if they enforced it too much but overall i think it's a safe bet to say certainly on a commercial flight i have not been free-faced in quite a long time and that changed yesterday i mean i was in new york doing the show doing a bunch of tv stuff as everyone recalls from last week stayed saw some friends and then crack of dawn flew from Newark to Dallas, then Dallas down here to Del Rio. And I would say it was about two-thirds of the people on the flights were unmasked, and almost all the flight crews were unmasked. 
And same deal, roughly, I would say, in the airports. And they just made announcements saying you don't have to do it anymore. It is not required. But please be respectful of other travelers' decisions. And I did not see anyone hassling anyone else. Like, I had on one flight a woman next to me who was unmasked like me. On the next flight, the guy next to me was wearing a mask. No one really said a word. It was delightfully normal. Like, there were just times on the flight where I would remember that I wasn't wearing a mask, and it was, and I have to admit, like, I smiled. I was just happy to have that ability again, because it, it had been a while, and that was something that you were weirdly getting used to, and it wasn't something that I really wanted to get used to. So, yeah, got down here uh, afternoon on Sunday, checked into the hotel, sort of got situated, met up with the town hall team, and then it was, you know, off to night ops, which we talked about in the opening monologue here today. Was it hard to get place to place or? Oh, no, because, I mean, they've got a whole team here. A lot of the vehicles are actually rented and out-of-state plates because they needed to surge so many resources down here. But they've been taking us point A to point B. They've been absolutely fantastic. They often will put people in the trucks with us who have an area of expertise about where we're headed, what we're doing, so we can sort of pick their brain along the way. So that's been extremely helpful. And then this evening, so knock on wood, we're hoping that we're going to be flying on a military aircraft to McAllen, which would save us a lot of time. It's been pretty rough weather here. They had a big rainstorm, which they apparently never have. I guess I brought the rain with me or something. So if we are cleared to fly, that will be where we're heading right now after the show over to McAllen. If not, we will be driving, and that will be... Not a short drive. That'll be five, six hours, something like that. So I'm rooting to be airborne in a matter of minutes. Hopefully, we'll see. Got to get to McAllen one way or another. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who, for a five-hour car ride, are you going to play music for the guys? What, what do you do? Do you just talk to them? Do you just work? Because I would feel like I would have to make conversation with everybody in that car for the five hours. Well, I could be totally obnoxious and say, since we're in the car for five hours... I insist that we all listen to the podcast of The Guy Benson Show in its entirety. I think that would make me very popular with everyone, don't you? I, I do. I do. <laughs> no, and we'll probably stop somewhere along the way for dinner. I've never had Whataburger in my life, which is a big <gasps> oh, thing down here. so good. I know. And so it's like, you know, when in California you do In-N-Out, Whataburger is the thing that you do down here. So I'm, I, that's on my list while I'm here. Also, Katie made the point, she should probably get some Mexican food while we're here. It's going to be a lot better than D.C. Mexican food. Let's face it. 100%. And my last question is not necessarily about your trip to the border. It's about your trip next week, which coincides with my trip, Hmm. the same exact destination. (laughs) Have you thought any more about the possibility of you and I, you know, having a best friend date out there? No, because I'd actually repressed that entire thought that we're going to both be in L.A. at the same time. And I have this recurring concern that you're going to track me down somehow in L.A. And against my wishes and despite my best efforts, we're going to end up at some sort of dinner together. And I just think a healthy professional boundary is good. You're on vacation. You don't want to see you know, your colleague there necessarily on vacation. I think just we can – it's a big city. It's a big place. We can each go our separate ways. And, and then how about this? We can exchange notes about it. Afterwards. 
So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> that is the takeaway. Oh, that's the takeaway from producer Christine. Always the optimist, except when she's not. I think you would have been freaking out last night, Christine. Really? You, you really, truly think? Were you nervous at all yourself? I mean, probably when we were speeding from place to place in these cars, and I do mean speeding. I don't think I've ever been in cars traveling that fast ever. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, when I was describing it earlier, like, that was not an exaggeration. It was, like, that speedometer or odometer, whatever you call it, it was, like, definitely hitting three figures. Oh, wow. I don't think yeah. I've ever hit three figures. That actually surprises me because <laughs> you've got a bit of a lead foot is my understanding. <laughs> I do. Yes? I do. Yeah. So, but these were professionals is the difference. These were professionals, so I trusted them. Producer Christine pedaled to the metal, and I'm, like, gripping – the side of my seat and praying it's a very different situation all right we're going to try to get to mccallan by air if not by car one way or another we're going to get there for the show tomorrow we'll be out on the river in the boats tomorrow which will be very interesting hopefully pray for me i don't do well on boats but uh i'll make it work and then back here same time same place three to six eastern time from the lone star state embedded with operation lone star here with the texas national guard the Department of Public Safety. I mean, it's been already an incredible experience and opportunity, and it continues with our coverage on tomorrow's edition of The Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you then. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show on this Tuesday from McAllen, Texas. Back to D.C. tomorrow morning and back on the air from our studios tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast free of charge every single day on demand. The whole show. GuyBensonShow.com. So this is a viral post on TikTok. And I wouldn't know because I'm not on TikTok. Because I prefer not to participate in a Chinese espionage tool. But it's very popular. I understand it. And there is a post that is getting a lot of attention and controversy. The New York Post wrote it up. There's a young woman in England who has preemptively announced her wedding rules for guests. Now, she's not engaged. There is no wedding. But I guess she's planning her wedding already, fantasizing about her wedding, and she already has a baker's dozen bullet points for her would-be guests at the would-be hypothetical wedding one day. And so here's just a few of the 13. Let's listen together. Number one is a rule for all weddings, in my opinion. No one else wears white but the bride. I'm paying so much money. I've invited you to my day. Please have the respect of not wearing white. Like, please, come on. It's common sense. Don't do it. Get out. I think people are going to get angry at this one, but no children unless pre-approved. I love children. I love my friends' babies. I love my family's babies, but I'm not having a distant relative's children that I've not got a connection to. Or anything. I don't want screaming in my ceremony. I don't want your children running onto the dance floor whilst I'm trying to do my first dance because you're at the bar. I just, no. Number three, maybe a bit of a controversial one, but don't assume an invitation for a plus one. My whole life I've always just been told, unless you're invited, don't ask to go. Um, I personally would not be having people there that I didn't have a clue who they were. I'm sorry, no. Number four, a very big one for me. Do not make an announcement at my wedding, like a pregnancy, an engagement, anything like that. Please, for the love of God, 
Do not take the attention away from me. I'm an attention seeker through and through. I will get you out. We will never be friends again. Number five, no one to use microphone unless pre-approved. And she's talking about speeches. You're not going to get up after 18 drinks and say, actually, I'm going to give a speech. Right? It's going to be the pre-approved list only. So producer Christine has some strong thoughts on this. She brought this to our attention. And Christine, I'm just going to run through the rest of the items real quick. We got numbers one through five there from the woman herself. The clip goes on and on, so I'll make it quick. Number six, don't stress me out. Ask my mom, basically, if you have questions. Number seven, no boring people. Number eight, if me or the boyfriend, fiancé, now husband, have not met you, you aren't coming. Which is kind of redundant, by the way, from the plus one, like number three. So I think she just sort of maybe wanted to emphasize that point. Number nine, no rudeness to staff or you're out. Number ten, no phones during the ceremony. Number 11, anyone on the dance floor during my first dance will get dragged off. Number 12, guests wear whatever you're comfortable in. And number 13, full use of my photographer after my requested photos are taken. And so your position, Christine, is you endorse all of this. You don't see a problem with this girl and her announcements. In fact, you want to, like, amplify them. You think she's done a good job here. Yeah, I mean, maybe her delivery, it, it is all about the delivery guy. Don't you Don't you agree? Um, well, so just on that point, I was reading all 13 items, and I was like, I have a few quibbles, but overall, I don't know why people are freaking out over this. Then I heard it, and... Definitely there's something of an edge to it, so maybe people are like, oh, she's being nasty about some of this stuff. But overall, I don't know. This is fairly tame. I was expecting much worse. When you pitch the story, I was expecting much worse Bridezilla micromanaging craziness here, and this was mostly, I would say, pretty reasonable. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. I wrote to the group that I when I pitched the story that I actually agreed with her. Yeah, so so I was expecting insanity. (sighs) And now it's actually pretty sensible. I was like, okay. Yes. I mean, that was the point, is that I don't see why this went viral. All of these rules are legit. I 100% agree with them. Wyden and I were having a conversation about it earlier, and he um, took – he didn't – like number seven, he said. No boring people? Yes. And Is I, that because Wyatt has a a complex about being boring? I, I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Wyatt. I didn't say that. Would he be at the wedding during the first dance? Definitely not trying to run onto the dance floor, but he'd be like smoking a pipe and reading the Wall Street Journal in the corner. Well, I, and also number four. Maybe ask the DJ to pipe down a little because he's just really trying to focus on the journal. And the only announcements I can imagine him making uh, would to give us a war update. Yeah, war updates. He's like, can I have all of your attention, please? Uh, the Russian offensive in the east has stalled. All right, you may now resume your your dancing. I I love it. But I did say to him because he go he said, yeah, Wyatt, bring Wyatt in here. I'm here, Christine. I'm listening. So you had said to me, what did you say to me? I think I said, like, what qualifies as a boring person? And you also That's a said, fair question. Yeah, and you also said, would, would you be at my wedding? And I said, of course you were. You would be because you're my best friend. One of my best friends. So, yes. But honestly, I kind of agree with the no boring people. I did not want people just sitting and staring at me dancing at my wedding. I wanted everybody up. 
Yeah, but you can't control that, right? Sure there are going to be people. No, there's it's my some wedding. people. I can control that, anything I wanted to. Not really, though. See, this is where you're getting crazier than this woman. Now seems I'm getting to be. angry. Like, you're going to invite some people to your wedding because you have to invite them who are not going to be party animals, and that's just the reality. If you have 150 people at your wedding, which is what I had, you're not going to be able to control the like festive nature of all 150 of them. Some of them are going to be like more sort of shy, quiet people who don't necessarily love the drinking and dancing. And like, as long as you're having fun, and most people seem to be, I think that's what matters most. No, because I don't want to be looking out at my wedding of, you know, I paid $175 for you to sit there with the bus on your face. No, don't come then. What do you think? I'm surprised that you are okay with number 12. Guests get to wear whatever they're comfortable with. I'm not a big, you have to have very strict dress codes at weddings. Sometimes you have to for various reasons. My least favorite one, by the way, just public service announcement, black tie optional. What does that mean? Either make people go all the way in on black tie or not, because then you have this weird mix of some people in like tuxes and other guys in suits. Like, uh, I think you got to give more direction than that. But I think wear whatever you want. No, we gave some vague guidance for our wedding, which was, I believe, wine country chic casual or something ridiculous like that people are like what does that mean i'm like yeah, i don't know you figure it out and people mostly understood the assignment and look great but I, I think show up in whatever you want is too much freedom for the wedding guests well i mean i'm surprised that you thought i would be against that considering every day you tell me how tacky i am in my decor and my style no, no, actually you dress pretty well i do yeah, I wow. think you dress wow. pretty well. I'm shocked. Yeah. No, no, it's your home decor that's tacky. No, no nothing, nothing is tacky in my life. But, <laughs> See, but I, I'm giving you like I'm giving you at least half a compliment. Yeah, here. I, I, I'm I think, in shock. Um, but the thing is, I would be comfortable because here's the thing: someone could take that very literally. It's like, oh well, I like to lounge around the house in sweatpants. I'm going to show up in like a hoodie to this wedding. I feel like that would be comfortable for a guest, but I don't think that would be appropriate attire. I think number twelve needs some some working here on this woman's list. I'm okay with it. Also, number one happened to me, I just want to say. Someone wore white at your wedding? Yes. And to this day, I still look at my pictures and I see that person. And I'm gonna, not going to name names right now. but A woman wore a white dress. A woman wore a white dress to my wedding. See, I think there were some women in white dresses at our wedding, but that's okay because... Neither one of us was in a white dress, obviously. We were both in suits. So that, that was fine. I think if there's a bride in a gown, you got to be sort of aware of that situation. You need some situational awareness, certainly, of that. One more. What do you think of this one? Number four, no big announcements. Like, oh, we're pregnant or whatever. Is that too selfish to do something like that, even if you have, let's say, the rest of your whole family is there because they've all come in for the wedding and you want to tell the people that you love that there's you know, a baby on the way or something? As long as you're not seeking too much of the spotlight, I feel like some extra joy isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think nope. a bad announcement maybe nope. you should avoid. Like, nope. we're getting divorced, right? You don't want that. I don't want any announcements.
I didn't want anything at my wedding other than focusing on Christine and Bobby. Okay, this is the cookie show. Do you know how much money a wedding? Oh, you do. You do. Um, I do know. Yeah. (laughs) And you were at my wedding. Imagine if Bobby and I grabbed the microphone and just went up there and said, well, to a crowd of people we didn't know, (laughs) we're having a baby. No. There's at my wedding, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I was using you as an example, but. I think Bobby would physically prevent you from doing that. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, and I did tell Wyatt this, and I just want to put it out there, and you can agree. I am a phenomenal, phenomenal wedding guest. I'm going to dance the whole time. I'm going to rave about your food. I'm certainly going to drink as much as an open bar, as much as you paid. And I'm just I'm just going to be a you happy person. Money's worth. Yeah. I, I <laughs> well, love wedding. Now I'm worried. I'm suddenly worried that all of the raving that you've done about our wedding is just you being polite and living up to this brand. <laughs> you know, your wedding your wedding was just stunning. I mean, you can't that that wedding was just unbelievable. That goes like high up. But um no, I'm really good wedding okay. guest. So if anybody needs, you know, wedding fillers, <laughs> Bobby and well, What if no cuz no plus ones. No plus ones. Yeah, that's true. Like you're saying you're making the case that you would be a really good plus one. This woman might love you at the wedding, but she doesn't know you. You're out. Do you accept that? Well, the thing is, like, if you're listening to us and you have been for a while, we're kind of like family to you. I'll be your best friend. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, people can now tweet at you if they want that. You can just get overwhelmed with wedding invitations. It's at CookiesJar1988 on Twitter. So if that's what you want, feel free. I was invited to a stranger's wedding, as you recall. Yes. Last year, and I went in the middle of COVID. But that was a special circumstance. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, which is fine, Go to my Twitter, at Guy P. Benson. Look at the pinned tweet at the very top and feast your eyes upon the dozens of tweets that follow. I promise you it's worth it. But I think that's just a very rare exception to the overall rule. And once again, I will say most of these rules reasonable. My only piece of advice to this young woman is maybe find a husband before you go about announcing all of this stuff. That's just me. No, I actually disagree with you on that. We have been... uh... A lot of women She's have laying been, down the law. We've been thinking years about our wedding for years. So I like I, I respect this girl and I, I she knows what she wants and she knows where she's going. Okay, well maybe you have a new bestie over in the UK. This thing's been viewed millions of times. Thank you, Christine, for bringing this to our attention. Back from the border tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show from D.C., if all goes according to plan. Fingers crossed. We will see you then. Talk to you same time, same place for the Guy Benson Show. Have a great night. Home stretch. Wednesday edition on the Guy Benson Show. Glad you are here. Glad to be home, but yesterday was my last day for that stretch in Texas, down at the border, and then heading up to Austin to fly home this morning. And on the drive up to Austin, we stopped for dinner at Whataburger, which is a Texas-based chain, fast food, as you might have gathered from the name. Burgers are their big thing, although I got lots of recommendations. Apparently people love this like chicken biscuit thing that they do but only between certain hours, like late night into the morning. So that would not have been available when we were there. We were there at dinner time. I had a cheeseburger, like their basic cheeseburger meal with fries and, of course, a Coke Zero. And I thought it was good. 
I'm not sure I understood all of the hype around it, but it was good. It was a fast food burger. I liked their fries. I really liked their ketchup. They have their own branded ketchup, including a spicy ketchup, which wasn't too spicy, but had just a little hint of a kick. It was delicious. So I enjoyed that. And I had seen previously fights on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, people from California or the West Coast talking about In-N-Out Burger, and then people from Texas and other places where Whataburger is available saying, no, you guys are crazy, In-N-Out's overrated, Whataburger's where it's at, so on and so forth. So I've had In-N-Out many times. I mean, not many, but I would say a dozen times in my life I've had In-N-Out. And I have a particular point of view on In-N-Out Burger. I wanted to, for the purposes of science, of course, because In-N-Out is available in Texas. We passed several. I was like, but I've never had Whataburger, so for the purposes of science, I'm going to do a taste test. And I gave my verdict on Twitter, but not before putting up a poll. And this poll has thousands of responses from people. Here's what I wrote. I said, okay, America, I'm in Texas, about to try Whataburger for the first time, headed to California in a few days. If you had to choose which is better, and the options were In-N-Out and Whataburger, and as of, what, a couple hours ago, I think last I checked, there were well over 4,000 votes. And In-N-Out Burger was ahead like 53 to 47 or thereabouts, percentage-wise. But you had thousands of votes for both options. And then tons of comments and people battling it out. My verdict ultimately was this. Whataburger's fries are definitely better, which is not necessarily saying much because In-N-Out fries are terrible. They taste like cardboard. I don't know how they're so bad. How are the fries so bad at In-N-Out Burger? Given how good everything else is, their burgers that double-double, mm. The double-double from In-N-Out Burger, I don't care. You can tell me it's overrated, and you don't get why people... I'm sorry. The double-double at In-N-Out is a spectacular achievement in fast food. And their shakes are also really good. So I often go, if I go to In-N-Out at all when I'm out west, I will get the burger and sometimes, to really treat myself, a shake... I don't even bother with the fries. And I don't get it whatever animal style. I don't dump a bunch of goop on top of it. The fries suck. Let's just be clear. And Whataburger in Texas, their fries were a lot better, especially with that aforementioned spicy ketchup. The burger was fine. I might offend some of you right now. If you're a Whataburger person, just, you know, close your ears or brace yourself. It just kind of reminded me of a Whopper from Burger King. It was just kind of that. And I'm not even sure it was better than a Whopper. And a Whopper can be good. I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing shade. It was a solid option. But to me, I go with the fries at Whataburger. I go with the service. Not to say the service was bad in Texas at all. But the way that they train people at In-N-Out to be extra friendly, kind of Chick-fil-A style, I like that. I like the whole aesthetic at In-N-Out more than the aesthetic at Whataburger, I'm just saying, and I like the burgers more at In-N-Out. And ultimately, at a fast food burger joint, the burger is supreme compared to the fries. So I'm I'm siding with In-N-Out, and I might have to have someone I'm in California in a few days.
and it's been a while. And none of this is to say that Whataburger was a bad experience. I just don't get the people who truly believe that In-N-Out is overrated, but Whataburger is amazing. I think it's just, I guess, to each his own. Christine, this got a lot of attention. Have you had either of these chains before? I have had both. Okay. Was my analysis correct, incorrect? What are you thinking? Uh, I love, I actually agree with you. I love the fries at Whataburger. Like, I thought they were some of the best fries I've ever had. Truly, truly loved them. The burger was fine. Um, I don't know if it was, it's probably better than a Whopper, I would say, but it was fine. There's nothing better than an In-N-Out burger. It's just Mm -hmm. delicious. But I agree with you. After the first maybe two fries, when they're super hot when you first get them, after that, the fries are terrible at In-N-Out. And it's very shocking. It's so weird because they do everything else so well, and they don't have almost anything on their menu. It's like you drive up, and there's seven things total on the menu, including the drinks. Mm Mm-hmm. And so how do you get such a key staple so wrong? I guess their counterpoint would be, we are massively successful. We're not doing it wrong because obviously a lot of other people love our fries. I don't know. I will just say in my many, many comments and DMs that I got, even the in and out people, for the most part, were saying, you're exactly right. The fries aren't good. But the burgers are way better. So that's why the vote was correct. That was the feedback that I got. So if you're a marketing person at In-N-Out or at Whataburger, just, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt. And quite frankly, In-N-Out, you could use a few more grains of salt on your fries. Maybe yeah. a little bit more uh, a little bit more well done, a little fried extra. That might improve the fry situation at In-N-Out. Yes, Christine, question. So I, too, will be on the West Coast. Um, which In-N-Out should you and I go to? Well, you know what? Why don't we each plan on going to an In-N-Out at some point over the course of the week and just see if the stars might align and we end up at the same one at the same time. I think that'd be a fun Wait. experiment, and we'll do it that way. No, there's so many. I'm looking at the locations. How, how will I know where you are? I mean, that's the point. It just You'll just have this uh, spidey best friend sense of where to go and when, and we'll just see if that works out, and then when we're both safely no longer in the same state, we can uh, trade notes, unless, of course, we bump into each other. In which case, guess what? Your double-double is on me. If we bump into each other, I will get you a burger next week in California. Now, there was another thing that I tweeted about that got a huge amount of engagement, especially from people in Texas, but not only in Texas, because like Whataburger, this chain is available in other states as well, Christine, have you ever been to a Bucky's? I have never been, but um, oh my, I have heard about it. Oh I've, my, I've had people that I know that love it. I have a T-shirt, a Bucky's T-shirt. So does my oh, daughter. You do? Yeah, we uh, we have some gear from there. I've heard all about it. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts, but I've never been. So it's spelled B-U-C dash E-E apostrophe S Bucky's. And it's got this logo of, it's like a woodchuck or a chipmunk or something. I think it's actually technically a beaver. And the guys from the state of Texas who were on this road trip, and a big shout-out to Seth, who was so helpful for the entire trip and getting everything set up and granting us and helping us gain access to all this amazing stuff. He was in the car as well. 
and they were going to stop for gas at a Bucky's, and they were like, oh, boy, wait till you see this place. I never heard of it. And they were kind of describing it to me, and I was like, you guys, this sounds a little bit ridiculous. I don't really get the hype. Then we showed up, and I instantly got the hype. It is this palace of a gas station that had, it looked like 50 pumps. And they said this was a medium-sized Bucky's, not even one of the bigger Bucky's outside of Austin. 50 pumps. And then, you know, there's that convenience store that you have at many gas stations. This thing is the size of a grocery store or, like, even a smaller Walmart or something. It's huge. They have apparently this reputation for very clean bathrooms, and they literally had a huge sign over the restroom entrance that called the restrooms world famous. (laughs) Here's our world famous restrooms at the gas station. It's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then they've got, you know, candy and stuff that you would typically maybe get at a gas station convenience store. And then just everything else. Like people were like, oh, you've got to get the chopped beef sandwich. What? They have a whole like deli type setup. They have, they were selling like a canopy for the beach. They had flotation devices. They had like cutting boards. It was huge. I didn't even walk. We were sort of in a rush just trying to get up to Austin and get to bed for an early morning flight. I didn't even traverse the entire store because it would have taken quite a while. It was overwhelming. It was absolutely massive. And I can't even fully describe it. It was like like an arts and crafts store as well, plus maybe like a, a fast food diner type place, plus a gas station, plus an all-purpose convenience store, plus kind of a hardware store. I, it was It was a lot. And I just posted a photograph of the outside of the Bucky's. I said, I don't even know how to describe what this place is. And many, many people had thoughts. And I guess it's come now to, down to Georgia and down to Florida. It's a bunch of different places. I had never stepped foot in one before. I had never seen one before. And, I, you know, I'm not going to call it life-changing, but I have never been in an establishment quite like that. I heard that they kind of tried to make it like a truck stop, but huge and cleaner and nicer, but no trucks allowed. Like 18-wheelers, big rigs, not welcome. This is for families and people in, like, cars, pickup trucks, minivans, SUVs, that's it. So that was my Bucky's experience. And if you've never been to one, you are missing out. It is quite something. And as I said in the teaser, Bucky's is a prime example of everything being bigger in Texas. We have a normal-sized Guy Benson show coming your way. Thursday edition tomorrow from Washington, D.C. Should be from the Tony Snow Studios before we're off to L.A. We will talk to you then, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Until that time, have a great night, and thank you for listening. It's the Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. On the Thursday edition of The Guy Benson Show, 
thank you very much for listening. GuyBensonShow.com. If you missed any of the program today, it's all there for free on demand on our podcast. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, give us a follow on social media, at Guy Benson Show. That's Twitter. That's the same handle on Instagram, at Guy Benson Show. Well, producer Christine and I had a very interesting phone call earlier today with one of our sponsors. In fact, the sponsor that brings us this happy hour every day and has now for, what, two years? The Finnish Long Drink, of which I'm a fan. I was a fan of it before they even sponsored the show. My buddy introduced it to me, and I was like, this is just delicious. It is a citrus soda, effervescent, best served, ice cold, and then there's premium liquor in there. It's just delicious. It is the most popular alcoholic drink in Finland and has been for decades. And my buddy tasted it over there, loved it, and decided this has to come to the United States. So a few years ago, that's what he started to do. It's been growing. They've sponsored this final hour of the show, the happy hour, very generously for a couple years, and that partnership is still going strong here. And we hear from you guys all the time. And by the way, we're not being like paid anything extra to talk about this here. I'm just genuinely interested in it. I hope you are too. You guys send me DMs and tweets and all sorts of stuff on my personal social about when you're trying long drink and it's come to your state or you're going to order it or what have you, and the reviews are strong, as they should be. So we were on a phone call with one of the people over at the long drink just discussing some of these changes that are coming, this expansion that we've now been teasing for weeks. In fact, we told you about some of the new states where long drink had arrived, Tennessee, where our guest earlier this hour, Senator Haggerty, hails from, Wisconsin, Louisiana, Nebraska, Iowa. We told you about those. We got a preview of some of the other rollouts that are coming. We're allowed to tell you about two of them. Arkansas, if you're listening in Arkansas, please welcome the long drink to your state. It has arrived. And Idaho, a state that I visited for the first time last year. Idaho is now home to the long drink as well. Two new states tacked onto the map. Now, what we can't tell you is, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 more states that I have here on a list that are rolling out currently or next month. What I can say, and we will bring you those states, and many of you live in some of these places, we will tell you those as soon as we can. The bigger picture is by the end of next month, as you're like heading into Memorial Day weekend, Long Drink believes that they will be rolled out and available in more than 40 states, which is pretty exciting. And what's remarkable is they were telling us they are already number nine in the United States on the ready-to-drink spirit list, sort of in that category. So ready-to-drink spirits where there's, you know, a liquor and then a mix and you just, you know, pop the can. They're number nine in that category right now, and that's based on sales in just 17 states. So they weren't even at half of the states yet. By the end of next month, they'll be in the vast majority, 80% of states. So this growth has been remarkable for the long drink. And by the way, I can like ramble about it on this show all I want. 
and plug it every day as we do. They sponsor the hour. If people tried it and didn't like it, then it wouldn't succeed. It's like, oh, well, that's a weird acquired taste, I guess. Maybe they love it over in Finland, but it, it doesn't quite fit my palate. That is what would happen if the quality of the product wasn't as good as it is, but it is. So people taste it. In fact, when we were just down at the border, one of the guys, one of the military guys, overheard me doing the show and talking about the long drink and the sponsorship. And we were in the car. He said, by the way, I love that stuff. It's been available in Texas for a while. It's one of those big 17 states that's been driving, at least up to this point, so much of the success. And so I love hearing from you. When you send me messages, send me photos, send me reviews, keep it coming. And this partnership that we have with the long drink is pretty fantastic they've got a national advertising campaign that they've rolled out where the theme is just sort of like happiness the brand is just happiness and it's not a coincidence it's not an accident there's global polling data that has shown that per capita the happiest country in the world in terms of like happy lives it's in finland they're number one and their goal here is to just infuse America with similar Finnish long drink-fueled happiness. And I think it's working. So we're grateful for them and bringing us the happy hour every day. I cannot wait. Like, I, I wish I could just tell you. I wish I could give you hints about what states are coming very, very soon. But we're going to keep that, you know, buttoned up until we are... Given the go-ahead, when we've got the green light, we will be sharing that far and wide. By the way, one other thing that we talked about on this call today, you might have started to see an imitator out there calling itself a long drink. It's owned by a big beverage company, and it's just an imposter. And a key difference is it's not even a long drink. It doesn't have premium liquor in it has malt liquor in it. So it's basically just one of these seltzers, and they're slapping the words long drink on it because that's the term from Finland. It's not actually a Finnish long drink. So don't be fooled. And look, the long drink, the real long drink, our long drink, has the tall, narrow, white lettering, the blue and white cans. There's also the black can. It's very distinctive. This other one, you can tell it's not the real deal, and it's not. It's the Finnish long drink that sponsors this show. And one of their big celebrity backers and investors, he's about to do a whole advertising campaign in the coming months as well. Because he's going to be in a huge, likely-to-be box office smash hit movie. So they're going to line everything up with that. So stay tuned for more information. We will bring that all to you in the coming weeks. But one of the focuses is on Memorial Day weekend and the kickoff to the summer. Because, look, the long drink is good year-round. It is especially good out on the boat or out on the golf course when it's sunny out in hot weather, the cold long drink. And so I was inspired on the call. I think I'm going to do a Memorial Day barbecue at the house. We did one in the summer last year as well, which was sort of like coming out of COVID at the time. We don't really have Memorial Day weekend plans, so I was talking to Adam after the call before the show, and I think we're just going to go for it. We're going to figure out which day to do it. We'll send out invites to our friends here, and it looks like the long drink folks are probably going to sponsor it and send a bunch of product to the house, and we'll just put it on ice and put some burgers on the grill, maybe some beer for people who aren't liquor drinkers, but that's the game plan. And I could see producer Christine was like already trying to angle for an invite 
to the barbecue. And the problem, Christine, is do you recall when you were invited to this exact same party last year after demanding to be invited and then you were invited and you didn't show up? Well, you were just a no-show? No, I don't think that happened. Quiet Wyatt, do you remember this whole thing? Uh, I do remember it, actually, yes. Okay, yes, thank you. And the problem, Christine, is we have literal receipts. We have audio that records the whole show. I don't know if you know this, but there's a podcast every day. It's all recorded. It's all archived, so we could play it right what, back for you. What's happening down there? What, what is Wyatt, like CVS, just reads me my receipts? Well, no, it's like it's in the system at Fox. It's You can go back in the archive on the podcast and listen. You wanted the invite. In fact, do you not recall Jello shots? You were promising Jello shots if you got invited. We invited you, and then there's just, like, no cookie. You never showed up at all. So why should we invite you this year if you might just snub us again? Um, I... I think there was a reason. If 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 what you and Wyatt are saying is true, <laughs> it is true. I think there was a there must have been a reason. I must have been doing something that weekend mm. that I wasn't able to attend. But um, I know my husband is actually going away for a work trip that weekend, so I am definitely open. Well, what but, about your daughter? You're, you're a mother, Christina. You're right. Well, like... that's what I was going to say. Um, I mean, Megan's a fun time too. She's not going to drink, not yet, but. I think we should be, her and I should be able to go, yeah. Or, or maybe Judgy Joyce could. Oh, you, do, you don't, no. No, 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 no. No? Is that a separate question? Should we talk about that another day? Yeah, I've already talked to Roy about that this morning. We don't need to go there. Roy being your new therapist. Yes. Okay, let's explore that maybe in tomorrow's home stretch. but we're, we're up on the break here. Well, we will consider whether to add you to this Evite for Memorial Day for the big long drink bash barbecue and maybe you can talk a big game again and then it'll be like you know everyone on pins and needles is cookie gonna roll into this thing or not i'm already trying to think about my outfit i found these like red white and blue like flag shoes i think that would look really really cute oh we had that we had the uh, ice pops we had the popsicles last the year the red pops? white and blue yeah the the one that looks like the rocket Yep, I love we had those. those. Yeah, I know. We had them at the party that's, last year that you didn't come to. That's the jello shot I was probably, if if this was happening, and it, uh-huh. I was going to do like a red, white, and blue jello shot. So you do remember, clearly, because there are details all coming back from the recesses of your memory and some of the grogginess probably from Mama's Juice, but you do remember, that, which is actually kind of satisfying. All right, I will consult with Adam, and we shall see. Uh, verdict to come soon. In the meantime, we are off to Los Angeles doing the show from L.A. tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So a little West Coast action, left coast, to be honest. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening. It is The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch. It's Friday on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. Coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Today and also for a few days next week, it's always nice to be visiting the West Coast. I'm not a West Coast guy. I really wouldn't want to live out here with all due respect to those of you who love it here. In fact, good friends of ours just announced they're moving out here. I was like, oh, well, enjoy the weather. Uh, It's just not my milieu, so to speak. But I like to visit from time to time. And we'll be seeing some folks, catching up with some people, family and friends and colleagues. So really looking forward to that. Bonus Benson, if you're 
needing your fix of the Guy Benson Show between today and Monday, we've got Bonus Benson. That's on the podcast. It's free every day around the clock, seven days a week. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I do have to warn you, in advance of next week, this might be an admonition or a warning for some. It might be a celebratory announcement for others, depending on your personal perspective and tastes. Producer Christine will be off next week. She's on vacation, and for some reason she's coming out here to Southern California. She's chasing me, I think. So I'm going to be engaged in some evasive measures and will likely not bump into her. But you never know. She's very persistent and quite crafty. So our home stretches next week will be cookie-free. But you can follow all of her doings and excitement and thoughts on her Twitter handle. So we, of course, encourage you to follow, first and foremost here at the show, at Guy Benson Show on Twitter and on Instagram, or me personally, at Guy P. Benson. You can do both. Guy Benson Show, Guy P. Benson, Twitter and Instagram. But if you want to make sure that you're also keeping tabs on Christine and her vacation in California, it's at Cookies Jar 1988. And Christine, did you like build this entire family vacation around my trip to Southern California? I mean, are we getting a little aggressive here? Do we need some new boundaries? What's going on? No, I just don't you find it amazing that we picked the same spot on the same week? Like, that's well, I didn't pick of... the spot, right? Like, I was invited to come here for a, an event over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, this is a vacation for me. Well, I didn't pick the spot because you were there. Um, it just, it, there was other reasons why we picked that spot. Why I did you pick the spot, it... by the way? I was I, For some reason, I was just a little surprised that you would say, we want to go to Southern California for vacation, as opposed to Lake Winnie or down the shore or... You know, Florida, you could go track down your buddy Ron. Like, what was the decision here for L.A.? Well, Lake Winnie's later on. That will be a vacation in the summer. Uh, it's a little cold right now. And we, Bobby and I did Florida, remember Miami, South Beach in October, and that didn't go very well. So, um, actually, the reason is that uh, Bobby has a work trip out there, so I decided to invite myself and my daughter along for the ride. Oh, that's a pretty good reason. Yeah, so um, we're going to be, Megan and I, it's kind of more of a mommy-daughter trip. You know, Bobby's going to be pretty busy for half the week, and then the other half is going to be, you know, the three of us. So just, you know, time to get away, uh, spend time with Megan. You know, we're just excited for some sun, some Guy Benson. Um, Thank you, by the way. I appreciate your offer to pick us up tomorrow at the airport. I was worried about how we were going to get to the hotel. And and Uh then I appreciate you saying we'll stop at In-N-Out on the way to the hotel. So things are looking bright. I will say in the car to my aunt and uncle's house, which is where I'm staying for the next couple days. Last night we. Uh, it's, I remember it's you told in, me, but what was the It's in hotel? Southern California, Christine. It's in Southern California. Um uh-huh. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But on the drive from the airport, we landed at around 10 p.m. Pacific time, and we were passing an In-N-Out burger around 10.45, and I knew that I should not have a double cheeseburger at that time, but the line at the drive-thru was pretty short. It was only three or four cars, 
and often it's like it encircles the building twice. It's crazy out here. And so I gave some serious thought to seeing if the driver mm-hmm. wouldn't mind. He even suggested it. He's like, oh, we, he's like, it's a short line. We could do it real quick. And my mouth was watering thinking about it. But I decided, no, I would do the more responsible thing and not eat at 11 o'clock at night and go home and go to sleep and be a normal person. So I didn't do it, but I, I got to get some in and out on this trip. So I should just like write that on my hand in a Sharpie. Just I cannot leave this state without having a double-double, especially since we talk so much about it while in Texas with the whole taste test with Whataburger and all that. I need to sort of fortify my analysis that the In-N-Out burger itself is better than Whataburger. Although the driver, my driver yesterday was like, oh yeah, the the fries are terrible. He's like, I don't understand why In-N-Out has such bad fries. I was like, okay, we were on the same page. I felt validated. Now, Christine, before you were leaving on this vacation, this trip with your family to California, you were able to squeeze in another therapy session with your new therapist. And I'm glad to hear, first of all, that he didn't actually ghost you because my understanding was he had ghosted you and he wasn't returning your phone calls after one session. I guess what he, he was looking at his books. He's like, you know what? I could probably use some of the income. So he called you back, apparently. How are things going with Roy? So, uh, yeah, it was a miscommunication of some sorts about last week. So we're back on track. We're back together, Roy and I. We're going to see each other once a week (laughs) for right now. And um, things are good. Uh, I guess he had asked me a question, and then I just kept going, going, going. And then I I didn't realize he was trying to talk. And then he finally just said to me, he's like, whoa, you need to chill out, girlfriend. (laughs) And I said, wait, what? He's like, you seriously are on a level 10. We need to take it down to like a five or a four. And then I, I said, I don't sometimes know how to do that. So then he was explaining to me, and I, I kind of understood what he was saying. So I really like him. Um, I think we're going to be good friends. I do. Maybe he doesn't know a, that a yet. New, a new best friend. Now, and in this case, at least a, a compensated and licensed, quote unquote, best friend. Now, yeah. he actually called you girlfriend and told you to chill out? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I kind of like that. His exact words were, whoa, you need to chill out, girlfriend. I mean, he's and right. I, <laughs> I I think that's good advice. I mean, that's like you should get that stitched on a pillow and put it on your bed and think about that and meditate on that message every day. I endorse this. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. So uh, hence. This is what I'm going to try to do this coming week is chill out and, you know, decompress and chill out. It reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger from that horrible (laughs) Batman movie where he was Mr. Freeze and he had those stupid catchphrases. I think I've mentioned this years ago on the air. Chill out. Ice to meet you. That's what I'm thinking of. That's where my brain has gone. And we're in California, so California, as he would say. So, I mean, that's it's okay. I'm a little slap happy because we're almost done with the week, almost done with the show. I just have to ask you one more thing about Roy. Do you think he is concerned about you having an on-air, uncompensated, unlicensed therapist in the person of yours truly? Or does he need all the help he can get? We haven't necessarily discussed that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been pretty vague about uh, my job and what we do and where I work. So um, 
we haven't got, I mean, listen, we're on chapter one of Cookie, and you know there's a oh, lot got, of chapters yeah, to this multiple, book. So multiple volumes. Yeah, we're just go. starting out right now with a little Judgy Joyce talk. It always starts that way. Um, if anybody knows that goes to therapy, you're always starting, you know, they always say, now, now, yeah, they always say this thing. They go, now take me. Okay, hold on. What did you just say? Where did that come from? Let's go back. Let's go back to that small Christine, that little Christine. Now, why did that happen? She's always trying to correlate. Have you to told them about having your pony killed yet? Or is that next time? We are discussing because, you know, like I did little Christine just doing the old slit and throat <laughs> gesture. I wonder what Roy is going to what, what will he what where did that come from? Where did that come from, Christine? <laughs> no, we didn't do. We, first of all, I didn't kill Carousel and we uh-huh. haven't gotten to the Carousel. We're no, we're in early chapters. Carousel wow. was right, when well, I was eight. We're still, he's got we're so still much ahead early, of him. He's got so much excitement <laughs> still to discover when it comes to producer Christine, a.k.a. Cookie, a.k.a. C. Diddy, a.k.a. Cookie's Jar, a.k.a. Carousel Killer, a.k.a. KGB Agent. I mean, there's just so much to get to. Maybe I could just, like, I could have Wyatt do a quick little, like, summary report and send it confidentially from, like, a, like a, an unidentified source just to catch him up on some stuff. And he'd have plenty of material with you for years to come. We'll have to think about that because I don't think you really have like doctor patient confidentiality when we have these conversations on national radio with like many thousands of people listening at any given time. So um, we'll have to think through the ethics of that. Maybe Wyatt can do some research in his encyclopedias on that over the weekend and get back to us. Although he's going to have a busy week next week as the producer of the Guy Benson show because living it up here in Southern California, uh, spending a lot of that time, I guess maybe like, Nancy drewing this thing and trying to find me, and I'll be doing everything to avoid that, and uh, we'll report back. Have a great weekend. Bonus Benson is available. Talk to you on Monday. It's the Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.